Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. Hello, and this technically is our last Serial Killer Summer episode. We are doing something not so like traditional case presentish. I found a list, because you know we love our lists here, on best serial killer movies based on or inspired by true stories. I thought this would also be great because I'm going to be like, oh yeah, that movie, and I'm going to want to watch it. So, you know. I agree. We are there. But before we get started, I do want to say if you are new here, hello, welcome. Thank you for checking out the show. Returning spooksters, welcome back and thank you. And something I we never ask, but I'm going to right now. If you are listening to us on an app that you can leave us a five-star review or a whatever the fuck, because I think Spotify is something different, please do so. We would really appreciate it. It does help the show out a lot. And like I said, we We'd like never ask it. I think we kind of forget that it's a thing. So we do appreciate that, (laughs) especially with spooky season coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spread the word. Spread the word. But anyways, if you would like to hang out with us outside of here, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at three spooked girls. We also have two awesome Facebook groups for anyone. It is Three Spooked Girls Official is our main group. We have all kinds of stuff over there. We are closing in on 3,000 members, so that's super exciting. And we also have the Spookster Shop, which I don't know if I have linked in the main group, but it's definitely in the link tree in the show notes and mm-hmm. like in our bio on the socials. So over there, we have different stuff going on. So I do tarot readings. Jessica does rounds of blind date books. I believe she's got her first one. She's finishing up right now. Mm-hmm. And then shipping out. Well, it was like if today is Monday, it's shipping out today. Oh, cool. Exciting. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. And then we also have some kind of like boutique-ish type items. I've got the first shipment of what I did pre-orders on coming. And then I also ordered some extra goodies. So hopefully that'll be coming soon. But head over there if you want to check all that shit out. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls for as little as a dollar. You get one bonus episode a month. Five and up is video content, ad free episodes and swag. I just got some more stickers in. I had to wait a little bit. So anyone who's joined probably in like the last month or two, I will be sending out your welcome swag soon. I promise. 
But with that, that is really all we have. Oh, follow me on TikTok if you would like. (laughs) I'm like inching towards 600K, so I'm being annoying about it. So if you don't follow me there, again, it's also in the link tree, just as it's in the link tree too. My handle is spooky underscore sleuth. I would love y'all forever if you went and followed that. Now a word from our sponsors, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you knew that that was the only car you'd have for the rest of your life? That's how our brain works. So why don't we take care of it the same way? How we care for our mind affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into what really matters and making sure that your brain is healthy. There are plenty of ways to support brain health, learning a new language or taking power naps, which, you know, are my preference way of taking care of my brain. But there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. I know that the last couple of years have been really rough for a lot of people. For those of you who don't know, I've been going through a really tough time. In fact, I'm actually coming close to the end of a divorce. So having an online therapist has helped me so much. Being able to just reach out and get help when I need it is so great. BetterHelp Online offers video, phone, and even live chat therapy sessions. And you don't have to see anyone on camera if you want to. And I know that we all hate those weird Zoom calls where we all have to turn on our cameras. It's a great relief to know that you don't have to do that to get therapeutic help. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And I know that a lot of times it takes a while to get connected through your healthcare system to a certified therapist or someone who who's in your area to help you, but you can get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash spookedgirls. That's betterhelp.com slash spookedgirls. But with that, we are going to go ahead and just dive into the list, and I'm going to hand it over to Jessica to start us off. Okay, so I have it pulled up, and... So the first Ooh. one, or I should say number 14 on this list, mm-hmm. is Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, which came out in 2009. It stars... 2019. 2019. I don't know why I said 2009. <laughs> I was like, no, no. <laughs> it's like five o'clock and my coffee still hasn't hit, guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> so it came out in 2019, and it stars our boy, Zach Evron. Mm-hmm. The caption with this one is extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile follows Liz Kendall, a single mom who believes she's found the man of her dreams. Her whole world is turned upside down when he's put on trial for a series of grisly murders. Adamant that he's innocent, Ted Bundy defends himself in America's first national televised trial. At the time, Liz struggles to come to terms with the truth. Zach Efron's mental health was reportedly put to test for this gripping, controversial Netflix effort that chronicled the crimes of Ted Bundy from the perspective of Liz, his longtime girlfriend, who refuses to believe the truth about him for years. Along with Efron, the film stars Lily Collins, John Malkovich, Jim Parsons, Jeffrey Donovan, Dylan Baker, Terry Kenny, and Haley Joel Osment. Oh, yeah, I did. Forgot Haley Joel oh, Osment was in this. Because he plays like real. the creepy, like, doesn't he play the creepy, like, boss? <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, girl. <laughs> uh-huh. The shockingly evil subject matter is based on the book, The Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy by Elizabeth Kendall. Efron owns the role, despite the backlash that the film seemed to glamorize the real-life serial killer. 
I will say this is one of my favorite Ted Bundy movies, and it probably is because I love the two main characters so much, just as humans. Mm -hmm. But I liked that it gave it from a perspective of someone else other than, like, Ted. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that people who hadn't really looked into Bundy quite as much, I could see why they would jump into, oh, this is glamorizing him. But this was through her lens. So this is how she saw him, you know, and all of that. And it's her point of view. Like, obviously, she knows, like, the truth now or whatever. But I thought it painted that extremely well. And then the other thing, too, with the casting, like, we all laugh and say Bundy was ugly. But it's like, for the time period, he was considered a, quote, attractive man. So I understand why they picked Zac Efron, because he is an attractive man. So it makes sense. You know what I mean? That. And Lily Collins is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. But yeah, I don't like Ted Bundy movies, but I actually did like that one. We have another one, which I never watched, but Jessica did. You you watched that one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This one? Okay. Yes. Jess watched it. So this next one is another Bundy film. It came out last year in 2021. It is No Man of God. This is said to center around Bundy who in 1980 was sentenced to death by electrocution. In the following years, he agreed to share the details of his crimes, but to only one man, Bill Hagmeyer, who's played by Elijah Wood. And the movie is based on the true story of the bizarre and complex relationship that formed between an FBI agent and Ted Bundy, who is played by Bill Kirby. In the years leading to his execution, the standout performances alone make this a can't miss, especially for fans of the dark subgenre. And Hagemeyer recorded over, this is the guy from the, I'm going to interrupt reading. This is the guy from Ted Bundy tapes, right? Mm -hmm. That documentary? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen that. And if you guys haven't seen that, he recorded over 200 hours with Bundy. At the time, he was one of five members of the original BAU. As Bundy's execution neared, he had exhausted all of his appeals. He began confessing details of his crimes from methods, motivations, and acts committed after the murders to try to avoid the electric chair. And it actually did work for a while for him, as you all know. So, yeah. This is a really good movie. It's on Apple TV, just so that everyone knows where it's at. Gotcha. It might be on other platforms, but I I purchased it on Apple TV last year. We did it. I can't remember if we did it just on Patreon or if we did it. I think you did. Yeah. Or on the main feed. I can't remember. Maybe I did watch it and I'm just forgetting. I don't know. I don't know if you watched it or I just like talked it at you. Probably that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It's fine. Right. It's fine. No, it, it's a really, uh, honestly, like, I understand how kind of like sensationalized Ted Bundy is. But the last two movies that we talked about, like, I will be honest, like, they have been a lot better than a lot of the other ones. And I liked That's this fair. one because it had a lot more to do with like behavioral science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Anyways, ooh, this next one's a great movie. Right. Number 12 is The Frozen Ground. The Frozen Ground is a thriller based on the real-life serial killer Robert Henson, a.k.a. The Butcher Baker, as outlined by Pop Sugar. Henson abducted, raped, and murdered 17 women in and around the Anchorage, Alaska between 1971 and 1983. Fun fact, I've seen the airport. (laughs) Henson would turn (laughs) And we drove by one of the hotels. And we did. (laughs) Hansen would turn his victims loose in a secluded Alaskan wilderness and hunt them down with a Ruger Mini-14 and a knife. He mainly targeted sex workers. The idea behind this was that he 
he chose women he saw was inferior as a form of revenge for being rejected by women his entire life. In the film, Hansen is portrayed by John Cusack. Jack Halcombe, Nicolas Cage, is the Alaska state trooper trying to end Hansen's reign of terror. He had become aware of a large number of women going missing in the area and decided to investigate. With the help of a criminal profiler, he was able to narrow down suspect, eventually finding his way to Hansen. If you like creepy movies, this is the one for you, as the premise is being hunted for sport is spine chilling. Yeah, and I will say this is one that is very accurate to the case. So I covered this like when we first started a long, Mm -hmm. long time ago. So I I watched this as a joke at first because I was like, oh, I bet this is going to be interesting because Nick Cage is in it. But it is actually a really great movie. I read there's a book based on the Butcher Baker. I read that as well. But this movie does very well on portraying the crimes and everything. And Vanessa Hudgens is in it, too. Mm. She did really good. So, yeah, she's the one that got away. Oh, good. Can I say that we drove past that airport so many fucking times before you told me? <laughs> like I know. It's because like, I don't think, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's we're just driving one day. Long. Oh, yeah. We were like going to like lunch and she's like, we're driving. She's like, oh, yeah. Remember the, the Butcher Baker case? I was like, yeah. She's like, that's the airport. And I was like, ah, cool story. <laughs> Five minutes later, she goes, oh, yeah, that's the, that's the hotel he was at. And I was <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Cool. Alaska's full of crazy people. For the amount of people in Alaska, (laughs) there's been an awful lot of murders. (laughs) Yeah. It happens. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Oh, me. Sorry. (laughs) I took over that. So I'm like just sitting here waiting for her. I'm sorry. Get on with it, girl. (laughs) I was like, all right, cool. Okay. So number 11 is From Hell, released in 2001. And I've never heard of this. (gasps) So this. Yeah, I've never heard of this movie. You and I have watched this movie. I'm pretty fucking sure. Oh, I mean, okay. I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) So From Hell is a 2001 psychological thriller directed by Albert and Alan Hughes. The plot follows Frederick Aberline, a chief inspector played by Johnny Depp in his hunt for the renowned real-life supervillain known as Jack the Ripper. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dawning in 1888, Jack the Ripper was the name given to a mysterious culprit who killed and tortured five and likely even more women, all found within a mile radius of each other. Knowing the person responsible for such heinous crimes was never found, caught, or identified at all is perhaps even more haunting than the startling mutilated states of these victims were found in. Eh, that's kind of insensitive. Based on the book rooted in conspiracy from hell is very entertaining and benefiting to what happened in history, but it is not entirely wholeheartedly accurate. What do you think of that movie? Because I obviously don't remember. (laughs) It's actually really good. Heather Graham is in it. Oh, it's it's really good. You know, anything Johnny Depp does, in my opinion, is amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those movies where it's like, Honestly, it's so good. I I own it. I've owned it for years. It's something I watch. This is why I know you and I have probably watched it together. Probably. I'm just mm-hmm. don't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those stories where it's like it's definitely an adaptation and it's through the point of view of Johnny Depp's character and Heather Graham who is a sex worker in London at the time and mm-hmm. okay he kind of falls for her okay yes yes and I it's like the whole now. one where like 
one of the royals falls in love with a sex worker, but he gets mm-hmm. like, he has a venereal disease of some sort. I can't remember which one it is. Ooh. And so he kind of goes crazy <laughs> a little bit. And then yeah. he marries this woman, but to like keep her quiet to like a prince of England married a sex worker, they yeah. like lobotomize her. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Wow. It's fucked up for sure. I feel like that would have happened for real. Oh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like <laughs> something probably based on history. Okay. Yeah. So the next one, number 10, is the Boston Strangler. It came out in 1968. Loosely hinged on the true story from the early 1960s, the Boston Strangler centers around a man named Albert DeSalvo, played by Mario Lanini who was convicted for murdering 13 women and sentenced to life in prison on the account. After suffering a traumatic upbringing, DeSalvo would go on to lead a diabolical life. This epic espionage was directed by Richard Flesher, does a great job both educating and entertaining audiences on the wicked inner workings of the evil mind. Oh. Pirates of the Caribbean's princess, Kira Knightley is set to star in a new film about the killer titled Boston Strangler. She will play Loretta McLaughlin, the reporter who first broke the story of the Strangler and challenged sexism in the 1960s to report Ooh. on Boston's most notorious killer. There's no release date yet, but IMDb lists the film for a 2023 release. Oh, that sounds interesting. That and I love Kira Knightley. So. On the radar. Yeah. Yes. And we haven't done that. We haven't covered him yet. We have not. Mm-mm. Someone the other day asked me if I'm afraid that we'll ever run out of content. I was like, Sadly, unfortunately, no. true crime never stops. Yeah. Would really kidding. like it to. For real. But people suck. People. There's evil people out there. Yeah, people suck. Mm-hmm. All right. Number nine is Monster. Whoever thinks only men can take the crown for violent and murderous intent have never heard of Eileen Warnos. For those who fall under this category, Monster, a biographical crime film written and directed by Patty Jenkins, is a great watch. Starring household name Charlize Theron, Jenkins' creative masterpiece retells the sinister story of a struggling young lady as she works her way from the streets to a next-level crime, murder. Warnos, both in real life and on the big screen, was a sex worker prosecuted for slaughtering seven men whom she served as clients between the years of 1989 and 1990. A crowd pleaser doubling as a semi-fictional chronicle about one of the most disreputable female serial killers in true crime history. Monster became a triple threat to the theaters when it won several Academy Awards upon release in 2002. It did. It did. I, I definitely watched that as like a preteen. But I haven't watched it since. <laughs> I watched it when it came out, but I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I think this is the movie that everyone's like, this launched Charlie's Throne's career. And I was like, really? Because I kind of thought she was big before that. But right. That's just what I heard. <laughs> OK. <laughs> <laughs> OK. So our next <sighs> one is The Snowtown Murders, and it was released in 2011. Australia's most famous massacre was made into a movie in 2011 with Justin Krenzel's directorial debut, The Snowtown Murders. Between August 1992 and May 1999, three young men by the name of John Justin Bunting, Robert Joe Wagner, and James Jamie Velasquez carried out what would become known as the Bodies in the Barrels murder. (gasps) The details of these gruesome killings are harrowing 
involving both torture and cannibalism. Oh, shit. This one's been on the list, though, because like on both the pod and for TikTok, because people keep asking me to do this one and I had not heard of it. We should so. do it. Holy shit. Okay, go on. Sorry. Not only is this one of the most viral trials South Australian courts had ever seen to date, but it also lasted longer and received more worldwide publicity. Whimsical and compelling to the core, Krizel's Oh. What? I, I'm just saying the choice of words. Description of that. Yeah. Krizel immaculately captures the catastrophic impact of these three men. For counting their getaway grave digger, Mark Hayden, had on Ooh. so the impact it had on Australian's history. Jeez, we yeah. do need to do this. Yeah. Damn. Man, Australia, you guys have like like we do too have really scary crimes, but I swear all the ones we've looked into that's been like requested and stuff, oof. They're I know, so bad. Australia. Violent. I think it's cuz like all the like the scary shit that's out in the world there. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> They're like, well, if our snakes are this poisonous, we also must be this poisonous. Well, and I wonder too like if it's kind of like how up here, you know, there's so much wilderness and stuff. I know, obviously, there's certain parts in Australia that, like, you know, have land and whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder if it's kind of the same thing where people think, like, oh, we're not going to get caught type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I thought that, too. All right. Oh, one I have watched. So number seven is My Friend Dahmer from 2017. We did a replay on our Jeffrey Dahmer episode recently. It is, like, three years old, but... Audio was fine. So if you want to listen to that, go for it. <laughs> so My Friend Dahmer might be the best biography-based psychological thriller ever made about him. Riveting from the start to finish, the 2017 American adaptation was directed by Mark Lynch and is hinted in the title itself, based on none other than the Milwaukee cannibal himself. Ross Lynch stars as Dahmer and former Naked Brothers band actor-artist Alex Wolfe plays John Durf Backdurf. Backdurf is the cartoonist who inspired the movie's making with his graphic novels of the same name he wrote back in 2012. I did not know that. Hmm. However, as the narrative reveals, Backdurf is more than just a talented artist and vivid storyteller. Up until the killings began in 1978, he was Dahmer's real-life high school buddy. And I know there's an right? And I know there's another there's another one with Evan Peters coming out soon. I know. It's like I like those so. those actors. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Okay, number six is called To Catch a Killer, and I've seen this movie. Hmm. I don't remember why I've seen this movie, but I've seen this movie. <laughs> John Wayne Gacy might have single-handedly created chlorophobia, which is what you suffer from. Mm -hmm. Fear of clowns. With his reign <laughs> as the formidable killer clown. And To Catch a Killer paints a perfect picture of why. Truly terrifying to anyone and equally entertaining for horror film fanatics, the 1992 two-parter TV saga, directed by Eric Till, details the gruesome and glory past of the sadistic serial killer who raped and brutally butchered over 30 young boys. Tara and I have a struggle with doing this case. Yeah. Despite the unspeakable nature of his crimes, the most frightening elements to consider, whether dramatized or bona fide facts, is the costume he wore when committing them. That's not true. He didn't wear the costume. He didn't fucking wear the costume. <laughs> and a red squeaky nose was not the only prop he used. Gacy also wore a completely different, seemingly kind, neighborly personality to mask his grueling, bloodthirsty face. 
I remember watching this when I was younger and being like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. this exists. And that's why, like, I don't know. I think you might be too young for this, but there was like a TV show that used Mm -hmm. to come on really fucking early in the morning. It was called like Bozos or Bonzos or something like that. And it was a clown. I know you're talking about, but yeah, I was too young for that. Mm -hmm. Because like this came out when I was like, let's see, six. Yeah, it came out when I was six. I was what? So I watched it when I was really young. Ew. <laughs> I was at like my my grandmother's house and like it was on TV. It's a it's probably one of the reasons I'm scared of clowns. Also, fun story, the reason I'm afraid of clowns is because I went to the circus and a clown hugged me and I thought I was dying. <laughs> so <laughs> just saying. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was Alrighty. Scary. I figured this one would be on the list. So number five is Helter Skelter from 1976. Named after the famous Beatles song Helter Skelter, directed by Tom Grise, is a psychological thriller television drama released in 1976. Giving the world cult classic a whole new meaning, the flick is based on the horrible atrocities committed by the Manson family. We've also done episodes, but it was back in 2019. Or early 2020. Uh, Now it's 2019, I think. Anyways, there's two. The Manson family murders are among the most arduous archives to dip into, and this movie certainly measures up. Manson first came into the public eye when it was discovered that he had orchestrated the Tate LaBianca murders in 1969. While he did not commit the murders himself, he was able to get his followers to commit the crimes for him, resulting in seven deaths. Manson is now dead, of course, having passed away, actually kind of recently, on November 20th, 2017, after 40 years in prison. And that dude is a fucking crazy person, or was. The other day, I was looking at my, like, Facebook memory things. And someone a long time ago after we did this had taken something I had said from that episode and made it into like a, like an artistic looking meme. And I saw it and I was mm-hmm. so happy about it. And then I forgot to like save it to my phone. So I have to like go back and find it. So good. Oh, I think Ashley made that. Did she? Because I know because I there was that one and then a Black Dahlia one. They're on the Instagram somewhere. I should go look. Yes. I'm pretty sure she made them. If someone else made them. Sorry. But <laughs> we're just Actually, making stuff for us. That's all. Okay, number four <laughs> on this list is Zodiac, which came out in 2007, and I love this so movie. Good. Whether it is accurate or not yes. accurate, I don't give a fuck. I love it. Okay, I have to like stop you for a second because literally one of the survivors said it was completely accurate, so I'm gonna believe him. I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> oh no, 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 I know. I'm just like, I'm just saying. Oh. I'm like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, the whole, like, what's his face? It's the Robert Downey Jr. and Jake Gyllenhaal, like, side of it that I was yeah. like, I, I want to believe that's true. I think oh, I think they did a okay. really good job of, like, telling the actual story. Just the other yes. parts. I was like, I like this. Another unsolved true crime enigma, and among the most notable well-known at that, the Zodiac Killer deserves a movie more than anyone. Zodiac, directed by David Fincher and based on Robert Ray Smith's 1986 novel, is an epic account of the serial killer who littered the San Francisco Bay Area with bodies between the late 1960s and the early 1970s. Not only does the dramatization version capture the cunning craft and terrifying tactics used by the Zodiac killer, it also stars some really big Hollywood names, such as Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, Jake Gyllenhaal, Albeit, even these A-list actors seem side pieces to the suspense of the true crime story. Oh my gosh, it's such yeah. a good movie. 
It is. That's another one that was very well done. Technically, didn't they solve this crime? It's Greg. Mm, Greg did it. Greg did it. I'm pretty sure this is one of the people, like, when we did the Zodiac, I was like, this probably, we were like, it's probably this dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that I predict the future, but you guys all know that, like, I predicted some of the future. (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A. the pandemic. (laughs) My bad. Ugh, yeah. Alrighty, number three, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original in 1974. Now, while the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is indeed advertised as a true story, the character Leatherface was not an actual person who went around terrorizing the town with a motorized chainsaw. On another note, despite spinning slightly exaggerated prose, the story itself was inspired by the real 1957 human slaughterhouse Ed Gein also known as The Butcher of Plainfield. There's quite a few movies on him, actually, or, you know, loosely mm-hmm. based on him. Right. Notorious for making clothes from human remains, Gein has been the subject for inspiring many psychologically thrilling cinematic plots, including Norman Bates' character in Psycho. This is true. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Which two. leads us to... <laughs> Psycho, 1960. <laughs> it literally goes, speaking of Psycho... <laughs> Speaking of Psycho, Norman Bates may be one of the closest interpretations on this list and one of the best character inspired by true crime. Ed Gein had some serious mommy issues, a trait attributed to Bates in this film. Mm -hmm. It seems Gein may be the most influential when it comes to inspiring iconic movie killers. When Bates is first introduced, he comes off as rather odd and timid. However, his personality seems to turn on a dime as he harbors another personality, that of his belittling mother. Fans may notice the subtle change in Bates' demeanor throughout the film, and they have debated amongst themselves which half of the character is in control at any given moment. Psycho was a landmark film in horror, but it may not have come without Ed Gein. The killer was known to have had his own odd relationship with his mother, who abused him and his siblings emotionally and forbid them from interacting with women. This dynamic helped form the personality of Bates' mother, whose personality within Norman likely saw the attractive Marion Crane as a threat to her control. Classic. I haven't seen that one in forever. Oh, I hate this next one. I'm just going to scroll past the photo. I don't like it. (laughs) Number one is Silence of the Lambs. It was debuted in 1991, the year of my birth. Okay. Hello, Clarice. And this is another one that goes hand in hand with the last two. Silence of the Lamb, starring Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins, is truly one of a kind and has left an impactful legacy, for better or worse. The murderer in the movie is referred to as Buffalo Bill, a sick-minded individual with a fetish for kidnapping plus-size women and holding them hostage in a human-flesh-filled chamber beneath his basement before eventually killing them to wear their skin as a bodysuit. All these attributes are akin to that of Ed Gein, who allegedly drank from dishes he made from skulls and sat on chairs made of bones. Hannibal Lecter's character, however, was based on a whole different story. The story of a sanguine prisoner with a death sentence who bribed a guard to let him escape from prison. The film's cultural impact may have also inspired the making of others on this list. It's thanks to Silence of the Lamb that a huge cultural fascination with serial killers developed in society. Ed Gein is only one of many individuals who, although they committed heinous crimes, fuel fans to want to know more about the sick and twisted individuals of our world. Yeah, I love that. Like, that's a, that's such a good, that's one of the few that like, you know, when you think like classic horror movies and stuff like that, like it comes to my brain. Do you want to know a fun fact? Because it's creepy. I watched that movie one time. 
Really? That's mm-hmm. it? That's my it fun fact. It fucked you up that much? I just was like, I watched it. <laughs> You're like, it, I'm done. It was good. Like, I'll give you that. It was good. But I had, like, no desire to ever watch it again. That's fair. You know I don't like to fuck with people's eyes. Like, that's for, it's like when he's like, hello, Clarice. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, goodbye. No. I don't like it. I don't like here. No, 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 no. I No, I'm sorry. It just... It's one of those stories that like can really fuck your head up. And I watched it alone by myself at night. And I'm a baby. Tara's shaking her head at me like, you little wuss. I am. Just, I know it's weird that I'm like into paranormal and I like certain horror movies, but I'm just not into like, I think it's the Anthony Hopkins character. That's what fucks me. Like, yeah, he's great. Like, if they had removed that storyline, I could probably watch Silence of the Lambs, but. <laughs> Fun fact, he never says hello, Clarice, in the movie. It's a misquote. What is the actual line? Well, Clarice. Oh. That's what he says instead. Fun fact Well, for you. in my defense, I've seen it one time, and I've only heard it in satire every other time. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, so many people think. Right. He has said that it's like a Mandela effect thing, I think, or something. It's the full quote is, well, Clarice, <laughs> have the lamb stopped screaming? Mm. So, so fucked yeah. up. I had to point that out because if not, I knew somebody would. And I'm like, I, I, I know it's fine. Shush. <laughs> Again, one time. All I need. No, but there's people that's seen it like more than one time and have. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not you. No attack on you. I was just preventing any attacks. <laughs> I know. I get it. I understand. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. We hope you enjoyed. If any of those on the list that you guys enjoyed, let us know which ones. Or if there's ones that didn't make the list that we should check out, let us know on socials. And we'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.